0: Here we are, showing up wholeheartedly, vulnerable, and empowered. This is Pocket Amy. I'm super excited for this episode, everyone. Um, I'm here at New Life Studio, New Life Media, and I'm here with Seth, and he's actually the one who uh, recommended that maybe I could do some interviews as part of the podcast. So I'm super excited to take his recommendation. And I think maybe I had thought about that before, but he definitely pushed me in that direction. And so here I am with one of my favorite people in the entire world, Ashley Harris. And one of the things I want to do is just talk to other people about their journey, their story, because this whole topic, whatever you do, don't tone it down. I feel like it fits everybody. Nobody has ever said, oh, I've never felt that way, or I've never struggled with that, or I've never felt like I needed to edit myself or minimize myself or not show up as my true self. I've never thought of that, and it's never happened. Like, no, every single person I've ever talked to has has had that happen. And one of my reasons for wanting to choose you, besides you're one of my favorite people in the world, and I love you, and I love your story, Ashley, um, is that you're an introvert, right? Yes. <laughs> and so when we talk about toning it down, sometimes we make this assumption that we mean the big, boisterous, loud, you know, really extra people are the ones that feel a little inhi- like inhibited, like they need to tone it down and that the introverts never feel that way. So what first of all, what would you say to that? that's so not true. (laughs) Right, exactly. I just wanted someone to come on to my podcast and tell me I'm right. I love that feeling. Yay, I'm right. I'm right about that. So Ashley, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. (laughs)
0: I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you for being here as an introvert, as a person of color too, because I'm eager to hear you've shared some parts of your story that have come from what you've Uh, called microaggressions like I learned about that from you and so we're going to touch on some of those things Mm -hmm. um, because that's a big part of your story and Mm -hmm. your story to tell and you just have so much so much wisdom and insight Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to actually start at the beginning of your story and talk about little Ashley (laughs) little girl Ashley and your childhood so When we were talking before we started recording, um, you you mentioned that this idea of feeling like you needed to tone it down really reminded you of some of your childhood. So tell me the first time you ever felt or or how that showed up in your life, that tone it down, Ashley.
1: Well, I can remember that first showing up in my life with having, um, speaking up for my needs. When um, I was adopted as Mm -hmm. a, um, about 18 months old, I was adopted. And so growing up, maybe around, maybe five, seven, five to seven-ish, I would just speak up for different things um, that I needed. And I would always feel like I needed to not speak up because that wasn't, I believe, culturally and generationally because of my, um, parents were older than me mm-hmm. that that was just something that kids needed to stay in their place mm-hmm. and so
0: um, so that whole like children should be seen and not heard yeah that felt generational because they were older yes um so looking back at it I can see it right that way. but at the time but what did it feel like
1: at the time it just felt like you know I you don't have a voice you don't have a place to say anything it you know we're you just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that's what, you know, I did, um, until I got about, um, adolescence Mm -hmm. my voice just kept wanting to rise, Uh (laughs) especially when I seen things, um, in my family dynamic that was not right or confusing or that I just wanted questions for. And Mm -hmm. so I would ask those questions and, or speak up about those things Mm -hmm. that I was seeing or hearing. And, um, wanted more information or either just to just be walked through Mm -hmm. the process of what was happening at that time. And, um, again, I was shut down. Mm -hmm. That's not your place. We're not going to talk about that, you know, and that was it. And so again, I felt, you know, shut down. Um, and I felt like I didn't have any, um, there was no,
0: so, like, no space for you to either be curious or full-on protest? There was just no real space for that? For curiosity or for just,
1: I don't agree with that. Right. <laughs> you know, there was no room for either. Right. So, and so, um, how did you handle that? Um First, I said, "Okay, well, since I can't speak up and say it, so then I started actually writing letters okay. to people in my family." And <laughs> how old um, were you
0: when you became the letter writing? That
1: was around eleven. Okay.
0: And um, did everyone enjoy reading your letters? Of protest and independence or how it did they respond the, it was the same way <laughs> it was just they
1: went unanswered mm-hmm. and so they did they just ignore were, them yeah or? they were overlooked. Okay. i mean well not overlooked but they went unanswered and they were ignored okay wow so. that was another thing like oh okay well i don't know at that young age i felt like okay maybe this different approach <laughs> you know right would work. but then
0: so you tried something that you thought was actually pretty healthy and mature and nothing Right, Right. so what next? So from there, I just, um,
1: I was like, okay, well, since I'm not going to be hurt, since I'm not going to get any type of direction on, you know, the things that I need or get my needs, my emotional needs met, my, you know, um, cognitive needs met, then I was going to do my own thing. And so that's when I started to rebel and ran away from home and
0: just live life the best that I could. Right, okay, so how old were you when you were like, okay, I've been basically getting this message either directly or indirectly of um, your voice doesn't matter, you're either being shut down or ignored when you expressed what you needed. Then you, at 11 years old, thought, well, maybe I can emote through these letters and they get ignored. And then so it, it sounds like, I mean, w- when you ran away, was that a, like a protest of sorts? Like, was yes, it, like was it that was the like, biggest reason is because you didn't feel heard? Because I didn't feel
1: heard and I didn't feel like my um, needs were being met to understand just like just understanding what it was to be. You know, not have your family, not not have your biological family. Mm-hmm. I wanted answers for that, mm-hmm. to process that, and that wasn't happening. Yep. And so my
0: next thing was I felt like, okay, well, I... Not we'll of you yeah. out of here. And so <laughs> yeah. you would, you've, you've used the word rebellious in front of me. like you feel like that was a time when you just went into full rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to imagine because you are <laughs> sitting here right now with the cutest hairdo, hairdo and this cute little bow and I'm like you look so innocent. I can't imagine your sweet face in a state of rebellion.'m I'm, I'm just gonna be in denial about that actually. I don't believe you. Oh uh, no, I believe you. I believe you. So in that phase it sounds to me like you know what the clinicians would say a maladaptive behavior like basically i i want to show up with my voice with some agency with some courage you know, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, but I don't know how to do that. So I'm just going to be rebellious. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds a little bit like one extreme to the other, shut down and not really saying this is what I need. And then boom, full blown on your own at age 12, 12 years old. Oh, mm-hmm. darling. I know every single time I hear your story, I, I imagine you at that age and I want to go back in time and be there for you. Cause that mm-hmm. sounds really hard. Um, you're smiling at me right now, but I'm sure it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. So as we segue into talking about how then this need to show up as your true self, but then this kind of being inhibited and feeling like you can't show up as your true self, mm-hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about how that began to show up in your later teen years or your adult life you go ahead and pick up wherever you'd like to pick up. But did you feel um, after you got through the teenage rebellion years that you still had this thing inside of you where you felt like you needed to still not show up fully? Well, I think um,
1: after getting out there that early, I experienced a lot of abuse in different ways. And so that from there really kind of, stifle my voice a little, in other ways, okay. you know, and so it wasn't until, um, it really wasn't until about 10 years ago when I was remarried that mm-hmm. I actually start to
0: want to speak up again. Okay, okay, so there was a period of time, let me make sure I understand what you just said, where you know, you had the rebellion season, but then you went through a season of a lot of trauma and some abuse. And Mm -hmm. so during that time, you're saying you were so shut down, you didn't even try. You Mm -hmm. weren't even really, it was not an option to show up in your life as your true self.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. Um, Just being in a domestic violence relationship um, with my ex-husband, it was really like when I tried to be my true self and tried to you know, speak up or whatever. I was, you know, immediately shut down, and um, so and it empire, was dangerous. Yeah. It was dangerous to do that. Mm-hmm. So my opinions, my you know, thoughts, dreams, aspirations, who I wanted to be, who I thought I was. Yeah. You know, it was non-existent mm-hmm. at that time. I was. Yeah. Living for. Someone else. Yeah.
0: In in survival mode, mm-hmm. so did it feel more like you had to constantly suppress that because it was too dangerous to show up as your true self, or did you kind of go into a, a survival mode where it you you didn't even try, you you didn't even think about it, or did you go back and forth where you would think about trying but then be too afraid to try? You know, was it did it go on a shelf? Well, I think. Um prior
1: to probably from like 12 to about 17, it was just like, because I had experienced so much, I didn't even try, okay. I didn't even feel worthy enough like I had something to offer or right. something to, you know, be um, visible right. about, you know, yeah. to, oh, and that's so. That's a beautiful way to put it. Then the, um, then when I was with my ex-husband, that, in that place, I was just surviving. Right. And it, yeah, it was, like, life or death of being, you know, who I thought I was. If I would, um, you know, I believe that there was times where she, Ashley, where the true Ashley rose up, you know, but I would automatically be, you Mm -hmm. know, shut down. Um, Yeah. And so, um, I do believe that she, well, I cannot even say 10 years ago, because I believe that she did. Actually, I started, the true Ashley started to emerge. And um, when I was at the last, like, end of um, being married to my ex-husband, I started to realize that I didn't need to, um, that I was worthy and that Mm -hmm. I um, didn't have to subject myself Mm -hmm. to that type of treatment. Mm -hmm. And... um, this was probably around the last time that I tried to leave him. And I began to get a voice in. And I began to say, no, this is not right. No, this is not what I want. This is not what I deserve. And um, and I would say that to him, even knowing the consequences of what would happen. Wow. Um, and I endured the consequences until I was able to get the legal help and the things that I need to not experience that anymore, um, and finally leave. So that's probably about the first time where I see you know myself you know emerging and being visible and being who I was and starting to kind of walk in that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, I'm thinking about. The teenage years that you described as like your first attempt you know to protest and 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 it was rebellious and you know um not the healthy kind of courage Mm -hmm. but then i hear this description and i am just i have tears in my eyes um thinking about how courageous you know you could have had all those feelings And still just kind of stayed in survival mode and not express them. But there was something inside of you that it sounds like an awakening. So I'd like to talk about that next. This awakening, because what in the world gives a woman the courage to start saying, I'm going to show up. I have a voice. I am worthy when she knows that saying so or even acting as if she believes that is so um, could bring consequences. You use the word consequences, but we know there's a lot of trauma and pain in there.